This is your reminder that Karen, Delina, and Shalon are not professionals of any kind. If you need medical, fitness, or nutritional advice, please seek out qualified professionals that do that sort of thing. Well, hey there, you have stumbled into Sister Sharpen Sister. Three sisters get together each week and talk about first one thing and then another. Primary focus being health, fitness, and faith, but you never really know where our conversations are going to end up. You good, Dee? Yeah, I'm having trouble with my earbuds. They're not, for some reason, not wanting to connect to my laptop. Uh-oh. Do you need to turn them off and turn them back on? <laughs> I already tried that. It's not it's not working. Oh, well, that sucks. I don't know much about them. Hold on. Let me make sure that they're not... I disconnected them from my phone, but let me make sure they didn't reconnect before I had a chance to connect them to the... Yep, they connected back to my phone before I connected them. I have a couple of speakers that Arnie got me for Christmas. Bluetooth speakers, but I use them in the bathroom a lot. And I have them connected to my phone and my Kindle. So if I want to listen to music through my phone while I'm in the shower, I have to turn my Kindle off. Otherwise, it uh, defaults to the Kindle. Yeah, I know. They automatically default to whatever they were connected to last. And I don't know why they don't make an option of, this is the one I want to connect to right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because mine's always to my phone. But you know, when I'm at work, I listen to books and stuff on my phone. So they're connected to my phone more than they are anything else. And I disconnected it from my phone and tried to connect it to the laptop and it wouldn't connect. So I turned them off and turned it back on and then it connected back to my phone. I disconnected it, but apparently I didn't connect it fast enough to the laptop where they reconnected to the phone. So I turned off the phone again. So, so there we go. A lesson in uh, earbuds and laptops and phones and Kindles and connecting. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't know how to segue that into today's topic. This is Sister Sharpen's Sister. We are three sisters who get together pretty much every week, and we talk about first one thing and then another. And last week, when we were talking about goals and resolutions and things that were working and things that didn't work and motivation and not being motivated, we decided to go back to the beginning where it all started, which is what uh, Shalon always says. If something's not working, go back to what was working and start there. So for <laughs> me, it was starting the podcast and going through Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23, and taking that fruit of the Spirit, those nine different aspects, and connecting them to my health and fitness. And I did that because that's my favorite Bible verse. It's not my favorite book but it's my favorite Bible verse. And I know that's kind of strange. What's your favorite book? James. Ah. <laughs> I like him. He's like Judge Judy. He just tells it like it. He just <laughs> <laughs> lays it all out. But as far as verses go, that's uh, my favorite. So the verse is, Dee Dee, do you want to read it or you want me to oh, recite let me, it? Let me go back. You have it pulled up? Somewhere. I have to find that. Hold on. Say what uh, version you're reading from. I'm actually not sure. Uh, hold on. Let me look at it real fast. This is, this is a more modern version. Okay. So it's not the old King James version, probably a new King James version. It says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, 
gentleness and self-control against such things there is no law i've got the old king james version translation well if you want to read it you can but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace long-suffering gentleness goodness faith meekness temperance against such there is no law yeah i'm not a big fan of the old king james version well, there are a lot of mistranslations in that one, so I'm not a big fan of it either, but I will say it is very poetic. King James is very poetic, and I love it for the Psalms and the Proverbs especially. Yes. But when it gets into like stuff like that, mm -hmm. I want to understand it. You've got to simplify it for me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you know, and words have taken on different meaning now than they did when they translated the King James Version. Yes. So it doesn't always apply to our current day life. The first three, love, mm -hmm. joy, and peace. Right off the bat, what pops into your mind when it comes to health and fitness? Well, for me, for love, I also thought of First uh, Corinthians 4, love is patient, love is kind. That's you chapter all, I mean, 13, uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, yeah, chapter 13 starts with verse 4. I mean, love is not, it's... Loving other people and loving God's creations, but that also means loving yourself. Yeah. Now, when, when I think of love, when it comes to health and fitness, I think of parental love. Okay. Where you're telling your child, no, you're not going out at 11 o'clock tonight because you have school tomorrow. It's discipline. Mm -hmm. That's what I think of when I think of love from this verse translated into health and fitness becomes the word discipline because I think, I mean, I, I, I'm not a walking example of this, but I do believe that part of loving yourself is making sure that your body is in good working order. <laughs> that's that's uh, self-control. <laughs> well, yeah, it comes down to self-control and that's the, the ninth one. And that's the one that yeah. I struggle with the most. Mm-hmm. Discipline for me is the self-control part of it. The self-love definition today destroys you. Girl, yeah, that'll preach. I, I understand what you're saying. It's it's become um, comical and filth and that kind of stuff. That's not what it is. It's very self-absorbed. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is if we're sitting here saying, oh, well, we need to love ourselves, but we also have to separate it from the way people define, define self-love today. Yeah. It's, and it is like Karen said, I, I agree with that. You know, it is, you don't give a toddler everything it wants when it wants because it's having an emotional breakdown. Right. You know, that is loving your child. Believe yeah, that needs verse wants. Yes, exactly. Because yeah, in my research I did and in my <laughs> self-thinking, I also was thinking, well, what it comes down to is needs versus wants. You have to separate. People yeah. don't know how to do that nowadays. Because you want something, it's not something you need. Right. And it's self-discipline and it's self-control. Today's culture tells you that if you want something, then you actually need it because it's going to satisfy that want. Mm -hmm. It's going to scratch that itch. It's going to make you feel better, even if it's just temporary. See, that's what yeah. today's culture says as far as need versus want. And I think that right there is something that's been lost. Yeah. I have a big, big, big <laughs> problem with 
quote unquote self-love and trying to equate it to the way that Jesus was was teaching as far as today's standards of self-love. It's not even a mere image. No. It's not even a shadow. No, the enemy always corrupts and lies. So, yeah, he's going to take whatever God has put forth, love, the true definition of love, and corrupt it. I wholeheartedly agree. So where does joy come in when it comes to health and fitness? (laughs) This might sound contradictory, but doing a workout that you like. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's where I stand. I think it comes down to learning to enjoy your movement, whatever it is. You know, if if your movement is yoga, then on it, enjoy your yoga. If you can, get your family involved in what you're doing. That when you make it a family event, whether it be yoga or walking around the block or going to the gym or riding um, bicycles, uh, meal meal planning, make it a family event. But it's also being able to find joy within God because our joy comes from God. It doesn't matter what's going on around us. doesn't matter if we like the workout. doesn't matter if we hate the workout. We can still have joy even if we don't like it. Yeah. If you're going to pick something to do, pick something that you like to do. Yeah. The result of a good workout when you're finished and you've got that uh, euphoric feeling from the endorphins, that's actually happiness. Hmm. And there's a difference between happiness and joy. Mm-hmm. And like Deepa, mm-hmm. like Shalon said, joy comes from mm-hmm. God. So, yeah. Well, you're talking about happiness. Happiness is a feeling and feelings are fleeting. You may be happy this second, but I mean, five minutes from now, you may not be. Yeah, yeah. The, you can um, look at the sales of cell phones for happiness. The new one comes out, you're not happy with the one that you had even though the one that you had made you very happy when you got it two years ago. <laughs> I cannot, honestly, I cannot say that any cell phone I've ever owned has actually made me happy. I can say that I have satisfaction because was, it, it provides a service. It's, it's yeah. Your phone. Yeah. Well, my, um, I have a, a continuous glucose monitor, so I'm very happy yeah. to have a phone that will, you know, monitor my blood sugar for me. So. Yes. But that's also more satisfaction. Is it not more satisfaction to you than happiness? Um, Yeah, it's very satisfactory. Very. Can we find peace when it comes to health and fitness? And the way that I look at that is like, be content with where you are, but realize that the work is not done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Enjoying the journey, as people like to say. Yes. (laughs) Or the processes. Yeah, it's the... What are they, what's the, oh, crap. What's that saying? Not the destination, but the. It's the journey. Yeah. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. And it is a marathon. That reminds me of the verse. It's like, oh, I knew it. Uh, 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 hang on. Uh, Isaiah 40, 31. Run the race. Not be weary. <laughs> Give me a second. <laughs> Oh, let's see. Let me turn my phone off. I'm busy playing Monopoly Go before we got started. Oh, let's see. Hebrews 12.21 says, Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Okay, Hebrews is not Isaiah. (laughs) 
<laughs> no. The one in Isaiah um, is... Um, it's Isaiah 40, 40, 30, 31. It says, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. That's uh, it. They shall mount oh. up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall yeah. walk and not faint. Yes, that's it. Yeah. I like reading and talking and it reminds me of different verses and it keeps me uh keeps me where i need to be that makes sense yeah all right we are now on patience my translation says forbearance forbearance is patient self-control restraint and tolerance something that i am lacking very much right now but patient self-control there's no comma between them in the definition of forbearance. <laughs> Patient self-control. It's not just being self-controlled because, I mean, we do have moments where we are self-controlled, but we're agitated about it. And you're like, fine, yes. I'll wait, you know, or whatever it is. Yep. But patient self-control. Yeah. Patience. That's a whole other animal. Hmm. Uh, and it's it's interesting. Y'all talk about patience because I have people at work that tell me you have the patience of Job because I used to train people. And I've had people to come up to me after I trained them and they were very grateful that I was their trainer because I was very patient. Whereas a lot of the other trainers may not be. Yeah. I've had people tell me the same thing, that I'm very patient. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> now, when it comes to self-patience for myself, no. I don't have the same kind of patience. When nope. it comes to technology, I definitely do not have patience with technology. Yeah, I tell a machine to do something, it better do it right now and the way it is supposed to do it. Yes. Otherwise, it's I'm not having it. Arnie, he sighs he at me it, so much when I'm sitting here at the computer and I'm like, this page won't load. This page will not load. He said, give it a minute. I said, I don't want to give it a minute. It's supposed to do it right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's the way I am. But when it comes to other people and even animals, I have the patience of Joe. Have you ever prayed for patience? Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> no, I haven't prayed for patience. No. You will be tested. Oh, heavens. God, God will give you ways and things that will teach you to be patient. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. I learned that lesson. It was hard, too. <laughs> I mean, it was a hard one. All right, what's next? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Somebody's version said something else. I think the King James version was different. Yeah. The one I have on my laptop, and I don't know what version it is, but I did say it was it's a newer translation. Kindness is is in that one. So that's one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four. Gentleness. Gentleness, yeah. And the patience part in the the old King James version is long suffering. All right. Now wait a minute. Love, joy, peace. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's how I learned it. That's how I memorized it from the New International Version. Gentleness is number eight. And for okay, well, now this King is, James, it's in it's number five. On this one, it's in, in this version. This is a Gideon version. Okay. It's number five because it lists them as uh, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, Temperance. Okay, so they didn't even use the word. They didn't use the word kindness. No, no, not at all. Yeah, there's a, and you know that may be a a better term to use because 
didn't we discuss this when we talked about it before was that kindness and goodness are pretty much the same thing yeah sometimes kindness may not be seen as you being good or you being good may not seen as you being kind because sometimes with especially the way society is now you may go against what society is wanting to do so you are doing good but someone will say oh you're being mean you're not being kind so there there is a bit of a difference there but I think they do go together well, and I think they complement each other. Mm-hmm. I like the King James Version where they put gentleness and goodness, because being gentle with something is being kind. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that. Because you definitely have to show restraint if you're going to be gentle with something. Yeah. Well, gentleness, too, when it comes to your health and fitness, I think a lot of times comes down to, and this is the issue that... You see people talk about, like with uh, the New Year's resolutions, people going to the gym and signing up for these workout programs and things like that, is that somebody who has done the the least bit of movement for I, I don't know how long, and then all of a sudden they go in and they're working out five days a week, and they have gotten rid of everything in the kitchen that they were so satisfied with, and they've gone with things that they're not going to be satisfied with. They go in whole hog and they burn out after like somewhere between three weeks and three months. Mm, Yeah. So if if you're going to be gentle with yourself when it comes to health and fitness and getting into a routine, you need to take it slow. To me, that's where the, the gentleness comes in. Agreed. I think that's probably also being kind to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I do believe it is too. And it's also goodness. Yeah, because it's putting you actually on the right path to something that's going to stick. Yeah, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to lead to better self-control if you do it slowly. Small steps lead to big results. Is that what they tell you? And I, and I do believe it, it leads to better self-control. Right. Compound effect. Yeah, mm-hmm. compound effect. And Shalana said this too. It's like, choose one thing. Start with one thing. Yeah, because it's a lot to focus on and you don't realize how quickly you your decision maker muscle will, will get tired. <laughs> oh, yes. It gets very fatigued. That's something, too, is that decision making. It is exhausting. Can yeah. It can wear you out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you've made all these decisions throughout the day, you've had your kids getting them up early getting them ready for school, making sure they pack their lunch. Did you do this? Did you do that? Oh my goodness. The nurse called the kid is sick. Now you have to decide to leave work and then go home. And and then when you get to dinner, it's like, you know what? All I want is pizza. (laughs) Right. I don't want to (laughs) decide to go through all of the steps of saying, all right, I'm going to make chicken. I'm going to make broccoli. I'm going to make rice to just one, please. I just want pizza. (laughs) Yeah. And a little peace and quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, when it comes to dinner here at our house, I pretty much decide what we're having almost all the time. Oh, I do all the time. And well, sometimes Arnie will say, you know, let's have meatloaf. But he won't say when he'll say, let's have meatloaf one day this week. (laughs) (laughs) So You know, I still have to make the decision of when to have it. Yeah, I never get any help. (laughs) Yeah. And and men wonder why women won't make a decision when they say, where do you want to go to eat? Because we're wore out from making decisions for your dinner all week. Or when we do make a decision, it gets shot down. 
Uh, yeah. Oh, it drives me crazy. My, I, I, I started saying, well, then go where you want. Yeah, go where you want. <laughs> that yeah. works. And he's like, no, if you want to go there, we'll go there. I said, okay. Okay. <laughs> where are we in the list of uh, aspects? <laughs> oh. Well, we, uh, we, we were working on kindness and goodness kind of goodness. merged together. Yeah, okay. There's one fruit. But there are nine aspects of that fruit. It's really hard to take one of those out and say, mm -hmm. this is only X. Because it's not only X. When it comes yeah. to like peace and patience, you have to have self-control. Mm -hmm. When it comes to kindness, you have to have gentleness and goodness. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you, you have to have all of these things. It's like a ladder, right? You can't have a ladder that's just two sticks. Mm -hmm. You've got to have mm -hmm. the crossbars that go from side to side they connect them. or you can't go anywhere. Yeah, you got to have your different rungs and stuff and everything falls in line under love. The greatest of these is love. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty good. And of course, that's why love is listed first. Everything else falls in line. Yeah, comes mm -hmm. underneath that. Those are each the characteristics of true love. Joy, peace, patience, kindness. Yeah. You know, the Bible never really specifically says love yourself. It does say that you're not supposed that you're not supposed to hate your neighbor, that you're not supposed to talk bad about any creation of God. Somewhere in James, it says that. And I can't think exactly at this moment the words that he says, but he says that if you talk bad about somebody else, you're talking about a creation from God, mm -hmm. which yeah. means that you are also reflecting that back onto the creator. Mm hmm. So the same applies to you because you are also a creation of the Lord. Exactly. Because if you have self-loathing or or hatred for for yourself in, in any way, in any fashion, mm -hmm. that reflects back on our creator. All right. So what about faithfulness? <laughs> Seems pretty self-explanatory when you actually say it out loud. <laughs> Remain loyal, you know. And Well, I'm of the name. I don't know other than that. Well, I'm of the mind that if you're going to pay for a membership at a gym, don't just give them your money and not partake in what they are <laughs> offering. You're just wasting your money. If you're going to pay for it, use it. Otherwise, don't pay for it. And I think being faithful, even with health and fitness, comes down to being a good steward of how we spend our money. Yeah. Because if you're not going to use something, then why are you paying for it? Yeah. Don't go for things that are out of your means. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It's like every time I see a Peloton commercial, I'm like, man, that bike just they make it look like it's so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's worth the money that it is. Exactly. I don't either. I would rather just spend $150 at Walmart and get a real bicycle and go outside and get some sunlight. Yeah. Oh, I've seen some crazy mountain biking things, though. I'm sorry. What? Recently, I've had a few videos show up on my For You page that are of mountain bikers that have the cameras attached to their helmets. Oh, yeah. The GoPros. Yeah. Oh, the stuff. I know. They're the scary. Stick that stick in their bodies. And I'm like. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, sorry. That's awesome. totally off topic. Oh, but no, that's, all that's, a, that's okay. I mean, do you get motivated? not being kind. That is not being kind. <laughs> the stick was not kind. <laughs> uh, 
Do you get motivated by watching those clips and reels? To to do mountain biking? No. To go out and ride your bike? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, I've not. I'm not much of. I mean, I don't mind going out and riding my bike. The only reason I do it is when my children ask me to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd rather do other things, as far as like fitness and stuff. Right. Yeah. Okay. What I do find motivating is when I see people who are not six pack abs busting their butt and working out. That motivates me. Yeah. Because that's me. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I can do that. <laughs> you ever heard of uh, 75 hard? You've heard of that, right? I've heard of it, and there's no way I'm doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I've thought about it. I mean, yeah, I think I could do that. The um, The guy that did it, that came up with it, I don't know where he's from. But one of the things that you commit to do with 75 hard is that you do two workouts a day one of which has to be outside hmm. uh dude it's like 22 degrees outside and it's icy how about no <laughs> yeah the one that i had originally heard of didn't define it as inside or outside it just said work out for this amount of minutes a day ah uh, well maybe they've changed it but uh, it sounded to me like he lived in a warmer climate than where I am or where Dee is. <laughs> well, I suppose um, shoveling your sidewalk could be an outside exercise. <laughs> yeah. This is true. That is true. Oh, my gosh. Sometimes just it's walking amazing. around in deep snow would be an exercise. Man, yeah. Yeah. Start with something that you know you can be faithful with. Yes. Even if yeah. it's just, uh, what was it that Dee Dee said that she did her uh, resolution one year was to drink more water. And that's mm-hmm. what she did. And she's kept it up. Right? Yes. Okay. Yes, that's what will do it today. Leave it today. Yes. So, resolve. Well, to... I don't flavored water. You know, it's flavored coffee beans. But still, I'm drinking my water. <laughs> <laughs> coffee doesn't count. But still, I mean, I, I drink Mostly what I drink throughout the day is I drink coffee in the morning and then I drink water. I mean, I'll drink like juice if my blood sugar drops low. Sometimes I drink milk, like with breakfast, but it's water. Because, I mean, I've had even had people at work say, don't you drink anything else? Well, I drink coffee in the morning. But throughout the day, all I drink, is, that's all I drink is water. And truthfully, when I do exercise, I cannot even stand and even think about the taste of anything being in my mouth except water. Yes. Straight up water. You're talking and about like, like well, during don't you want the workout? flavor to it? No, I don't want flavor. I don't want nothing. I just want straight water. You talking about during the workout? Yes. Yeah. Now I I will uh, sometimes drink. What's it called? Pre workout. Yeah. That's before. Well, yeah, but sometimes I don't get it all finished. <laughs> oh well, I've done pre workout before, but I would get mine finished before I started. And I don't know. Maybe I was for sure that I did it because I knew once I started working out, I don't want anything but water. The exception is if my blood sugar drops. Yeah. And you have to have a juice or something. But I have increased my water intake pretty significantly. Yesterday, I I had, I don't know how many ounces this thing is, and I can't turn it upside down to look because it's actually full of water. Hang on. I have to have it splash this off. No, it's, it's either 24 or it's 32. It's 24. 
24 ounces. And I had six of these yesterday. Nice. Mm -hmm. I was happy with that. Plus two coffees. That's what I drank yesterday. Mm -hmm. Water and coffee. Now I have started flavoring my water with uh, lemon and lime juice. And this mm -hmm. one right here has got uh, ginger in it. <laughs> now I can do flavored water as long as I'm not working out. Yeah. No, I don't think I would want this during my workout. And definitely not anything like soda or coffee during a workout. Uh-uh. Uh, let's see. We've already talked about gentleness, right? Yeah. And that stick thing is not being gentle with yourself either, so. <laughs> <sighs> that is yeah. funny. Just freak accidents. People mountain biking and one guy got yeah. a stick in his foot and the other guy got a stick in uh, his cheek. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh, my goodness, they'll make you butthole pucker. <laughs> the treadmill that uh, my son has in the basement for his dogs, I've used that three times this past week. Nice. And okay. it actually is the cause of why I did not go work out at the church on Friday, because my foot was hurting so bad but i walked a mile every time i used it okay so where does that leave us what what have we learned we didn't talk about self-control well maybe i don't <laughs> want to talk about self-control <laughs> <laughs> i hear you so what about self-control i mean that that is the crux of it of it all yes now, love, oh, well. love is the most important thing when it comes to all of these aspects. <laughs> but when it comes to health and fitness, if you don't have the self-control, you don't have any of it, basically. No, you don't. And what we were talking about earlier, that if you're needing to make lifestyle changes in order to have better health and fitness, you need to start small. And if you do that, you get used to that small change first. And then you do another small change and then another small change and so on and so on and so on until your health and fitness is healthier. All of it. Yeah. And by that time, you will have developed some self-control, or, or at least you should have, provided you are faithful to it and continue to do it. Yeah. And it's, provided you are gentle and kind and patient with yourself during all these times. Yeah. And, and this is something, and I never used to think about it like this, but getting healthy and eating right and working out is all practices. Yes. You have to practice them in order to get better at it. Well, it's like it's the same, it, exactly. And it's the same for what we're talking about. It's the same for self-control. It's the same for gentleness and faithfulness and love and joy and peace. You have to practice those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Those are practices. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about it like that either. If he hears some scruffing in the, in the background, that is because my pup is uh, full of himself right now and is wallowing around over on the couch. <laughs> I don't hear anything. <laughs> what are you working on? Me? <clears throat> yeah, you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm making a sweater for mother for her birthday. Aw, she'll love it. I hope. All right, so self-control, there it is. That's mm. um, what needs to be reined in, I guess. Yeah. Why do you reckon 
it's so easy to fall off the wagon than it is to be on the wagon. I mean, why is that? We're weak. <laughs> We're well, yeah, I mean, selfish. We get, we get faster satisfaction with unhealthy foods than we do with healthy foods. Yeah. It's oh, faster. Yeah. It's quick. And, and we're yeah. living in the microwave age where it happens now. Yeah. Right now, you don't wait for it. You're not patient for it. And this is partly where patience comes in. You want it right now. So to be off the wagon means you're going to get that satisfaction right now with a bag of chips or donuts or whatever. Instead of getting the healthy carbohydrates, you know, eat your fruits, eat your vegetables. They have carbohydrates in them. They will give your body what it needs. But it takes longer to get the satisfaction from those than it does from bad stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. I hadn't thought about it like that, Didi, but you're right. Yeah, I I thought of just I mean, literally trying to stay on a wagon. It made me think of Jazzercise on the back of that truck in the parades. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And how much work it took to not fall off. You're right. And it does. And it would also depend on what you're doing while you're on the wagon. Exactly. Which, means, which I think comes back into play with doing things slowly, doing it gradually. Right. Just get on there with one thing. Get on there with drinking more water. And you're just sitting on the wagon drinking water. That's easy to do. Yeah. And then the next thing you yeah. do is, all right, maybe I'm going to walk five minutes a day. So then you stand up on the wagon and you start walking and drinking water. And yeah. you just keep adding. And you're going to, yeah, and then you're going to have, um, um, a green salad at least once a week that's not smothered in dressing. I used she to look, fun it. I, I was getting ready to say she she looked right at me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what is funny is you know how much I loved ranch dressing. Yeah, it, I mean you know, yeah, I would eat it on everything. I have gotten to where. I prefer my salads with olive oil and balsamic vinegar, and that's it. On my salads, I, I prefer avocado oil and uh, apple cider vinegar on my salads. Okay. I'll uh, the balsamic. How long, how long did it take you? Take you? Yes. Yes. This is probably within the last year that I've really started noticing that I prefer that. So how old was Anna when I first started doing all this? She was like two, maybe? And now she's nine. Oh, <laughs> so like years. Be patient. Yes. <laughs> once you start pulling all of this bad stuff out of your body, and once it's out for a long period of time, if you put it back in, because <laughs> I've done this before, and I did it here recently. I ate some cheese product. I'm not going to say the brand name, but a cheese product. I haven't had it in years. Because when I buy cheese, I buy real cheese. And, and guess what happened to me? Yeah, sick. I lived in the bathroom the next day, or the, not the next day, but for several hours I was living in the bathroom. My body yeah. didn't like it, didn't want it, it was getting rid of it. Mm-hmm. I wish it would do that every time, but it's like you build back up a tolerance to it. Our yes. bodies are so yeah. amazing. Yes, they and, are. They're amazing machines. Yeah, and you build back up that tolerance, and then it's like, oh, this isn't so bad. <laughs> That's where I'm at right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, and, and I hear you because if, if I were to keep eating it, my body would build up a tolerance to it. And I, I wouldn't do that anymore. I saw a funny meme and it said, I don't care how good the soap smells. You should never walk out of the bathroom sniffing your fingers. 
that's good advice. <laughs> that is good advice. I thought that was hilarious because I have done that. And I'm like, oh, that stuff smells so good. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, do we have any parting words of wisdom? Don't give up. You know what I think I've realized, and it's just through this conversation, and that's why I like getting together with you guys, because you encourage me so much. And mm -hmm. and I, I realize where I fall short and where I need to uh, cinch my seatbelt. And we were talking about being on the wagon, and I need a seatbelt for that wagon. <laughs> and I think it's going to have to be something very personal to hold me accountable. Okay. So that's that's what I'm working on. I'm working on a seatbelt for the wagon. I need a harness, but I get you. <laughs> right. you need straight, straight jacket. Straight jacket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I get what you're saying, Cece. Yeah, it's something to keep you attached to it. Yeah, and I, I think it has yeah. to be something different from the why. The why is the reason you got on, but what's going to keep me there? Ooh, that's good. You also yeah. have to reason, have a reason to stay on. Exactly. Mm -hmm. mm. You know, I, I, I need a reason to stay on. So I wish yeah. my stubbornness would kick in when it comes to that. Oh, yeah. yeah right. Instead of fighting against it, it would fight for it. <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome. All right. I will talk to you guys in the group and we'll decide what we're going to talk about next week. Okay. Love you. Bye. Love Bye. you. Well, that's all we have for you today, folks. We do appreciate you listening, and we hope you're going to join us again on another podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Sister Sharpen Sister. And join the conversation by sending us an email to sharpsistertrio at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Bye. I can't stand it. I'm like, girl, keep your tongue to yourself. <laughs> <laughs>